This program has been paid for all or in part by the host, and KSEV is not responsible for its content and or products or services offered. Welcome to Frankly Talking every Friday at 6 p.m. Here at 700 a.m. KSEV, the voice of Texas. Like and follow Frank on Facebook.com slash Frankly Talking. Here is your host, Frank Spagnoletti. Hey, 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 it's Friday night and we're here today to frankly talk about all kinds of things. So get your fingers moving and let your fingers do the walking, as they used to say. 281-558-5738 to give us a shout. Ah, what a week. What a, a week. We've been talking about all kinds of things this week. A lot of stuff going on with the uh, all those investigations into the ice storm. And from a legal point of view, we've gotten all kinds of things going. You know, I have a bunch of those cases along with a lot of my compatriots that are fighting for the for the justice on that. And uh, we've gotten some injunctions huh? or agreements, at least, not to destroy evidence. You know, you don't think he would have to do that because people wouldn't destroy evidence. Would you think they would destroy evidence? Um, well, they got a good role model. Remember the uh, emails? Remember the bleach bit? Well, heck, if they can do it, why can't a private citizen and company do it? Well, that's why you go to court and that's why you get an agreement or get a judge to say you can't do that. And we've gotten that in a number of cases. And so that's all marching forward. But... I don't want to talk about, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, The what really maybe happened with our electricity. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But first I want to talk about something, a different subject, because we, we're like up to here with the ice and the sun's coming out and maybe it's a new day and it's a new dawn. So what I want to talk about tonight is, I'll read you something. And it's from... Uh, our old friends at the Rockefeller Foundation. You remember the uh, New World Order that I've talked about on shows in past? Uh, which, by the way, I got censored on on YouTube one time because I used the words New World Order, but it's a real thing, and it, it was a real concept, and, you know, you all know about it, most of you that listen to us and, and know what's going on. Uh, but I want to talk about this. We, we'll take this call from Carl pretty soon. On line one, but not yet, not yet, Steve. I want to talk about this. I'm going to read you something. The pandemic that the world had been anticipating for years finally hit. Unlike 2009's H1N1, new influenza strain originating from wild geese, uh, was extremely virulent. It was extremely virulent and deadly. Even the most pandemic-prepared nations were quickly overwhelmed when the virus streaked around the world, infecting nearly 20% of the global population and killing 8 million in just seven months, the majority of them healthy young adults. The pandemic also had a deadly effect on economies. International mobility of both people and goods screeched to a halt debilitating industries like tourism and breaking global supply chains, even locally normally bustling shops and office buildings sat empty for months, devoid of both employees and customers. The pandemic blanketed the planet, 
to disproportionate numbers died in Africa, Southeast Asia, and Central America, where the virus spread like wildfire in the absence of official containment protocols. But even in the developed countries, containment was a challenge. The United States' initial policy of strongly discouraging citizens from flying proved deadly in its leniency, accelerating the spread of the virus, not just within the U.S., but across borders. However, a few countries did far better, China in particular. The Chinese government, quick imposition and enforcement of mandatory quarantine for all citizens, as well as its instant and near hermetic sealing off of all borders, saved millions of lives, stopping the spread of the virus far earlier than in any other countries and enabling a swifter post-pandemic recovery. That statement by the Rockefeller Foundation was made concerning a pandemic in 2012, not the present pandemic we're experiencing. Uh, is there a difference? Is there a difference? Th this is like playing the flip side of the same record. And so what I'm trying to tell you here is this seems like a recurring theme. A, re a theme that if I those paragraphs I read you, we would say was applying to the pandemic that we're having right now or we had and we're coming out of whatever. This was discussed in 2012. China was praised in 2012 because the Rockefeller Foundation was discussing scenarios for the future of technology and international development. And one of those scenarios is the lockstep scenario. And the lockstep scenario is a world of tighter top government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and growing citizen pushback. I mean, isn't that what we got going on here? This is all part of a plan. This is all part of changing the world to a different place that I don't want, you don't want, not the folks listening on this radio station, not the folks living in Texas, and I don't care whether you're Democrat or Republican or whatever, you're Libertarian, whatever you want to be. These things are not what we want. We want freedom to believe and to live and to worship, and to love, okay? That's what we want. I mean, that's all people, that's what the people want. But they're creating these scenarios. This one in 2012, shocking to me. Shocking to me that this article was written. I mean, it's a 54-page analysis, and you can get it It's if you want to look it up. I just gave you the title. It's Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. The Rockefeller Foundation and the GBN Global Business Network, a, a member of the Monitor Group. I haven't looked into that. I've got to be honest with you. I've been so busy this week. I haven't checked out the Monitor Group, but I will find out who those characters are, and there's more to come on that. So give us a call at 281-558-5738. We got Francis Riley here. I don't know if Frank from Tennessee is joining us, but if not, uh, hi, Frank, if you're listening, call in if you want. But let's take Carl on line one, and what do you have to say, my friend, Carl? 
Hey, Frank, uh, I heard a while back you worked for Vitz and Elkins for a while, and when I got out of law school, my grades were such <clears throat> that they wouldn't even let me in the door. <laughs> but uh, Well, I, I, I was a minority hire. Being of Italian descent, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, well, when I when I heard you did, you got in there. I thought, well, gee, Frank doesn't sound that smart. You don't have to sound smart to be smart, you know. <laughs> Life's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. That's what Mama always used to say. <laughs> you are friends with a very successful lawyer who uh, I know of, who uh, had a date with a woman who uh, went to his house and destroyed $3 million of art on his wall. Oh. And now I understand that same lawyer's engaged, but I don't know. Is that one and the same woman? Do you know? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, well, no. Just, that I, famous lawyer is now engaged to a lovely woman, and, and it's public information. He's engaged to a, a lovely woman, Frances Moody, and... Uh, they're going to get married uh, in July, and uh, I'm going to be in the wedding. And uh, uh, no, this is a very lovely, lovely, and and brilliant and beautiful lady. Well, I just thought what I heard. Oh, about I don't know that. if I can say beautiful lady. Maybe I can't use that <laughs> since we're supposed to all be like non-gendered these days. Well, I'm saying it anyway. Yeah. Cancel me because I said it. <laughs> well, when I heard about that first incident, I thought, wow, that that guy must have been good looking. Well, there's many ways to be good looking. It, a lot of it also, many times, not in the current circumstance because he has a lady of equal cir circumstance, but sometimes your wallet can make you really good looking. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes for ladies or, 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 or gentlemen. But thanks, Carl. Okay. Yeah, thanks for calling in. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I don't know. Did you know me or did I know you before this radio show? Or what? You, knew, you knew Dick Greenwood and Scott Atlas. I knew Dick Greenwood yeah. and Scott Atlas. Scott Atlas and I didn't hang out so much. He was kind of, he sounded smart, you see. I never sounded smart. I'm just, a, I'm just an old trial lawyer. Oh, so, so you were in the litigation section then? Is that uh, right? I was in the international and maritime section, and then uh, I did a lot of litigation. Yeah. Now I'm basic, your basic uh, trial lawyer. Since you're suing some of these power companies, was Gritty the only one that had those variable rates for their customers? No, there were a couple of others, but yeah. Gritty was Gritty was one that kind of was got stuck in the crosshairs. Well, they're going to be bye-bye soon, you know, between yeah. the attorney general and everything else, and they got their permits lifted, they're gone. And then now they're playing a game. You just to give you an update on all that. You know, there's this case pending in the Texas Supreme Court. And you all ought to know this, citizens. You all ought to listen to me, but I'm going to tell you. Uh, there's a case, And you ought to write to the, the good justices of the Texas Supreme Court. It's an all-Republican Texas Supreme Court, but there's many good justices up there. And they'll, they will rule the right way, but we, we should make our voices heard. There's a case pending up there where ERCOT's trying to claim that they're sovereign immune even though they're a nonprofit corporation and not part of any agency. And the, that case being argued by a very prominent law firm, Haynes & Boom, on behalf of a generator company uh, or a company that built the generator plants and then uh, felt they were misled by ERCOT. And they say, oh, no, you can't do that. Well, they're trying to. this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to say that because this... Uh, this uh, uh, regulation of the flow of, of energy the, of the, on the grid, 
was done by ERCOT, that that's somehow related to the tariffs that the companies like Centerpoint had to pay. And therefore, instead of having, like, if you're a person who was injured personal injury-wise or you're a business that was injured in some form or fashion or any kind of tort case, they were saying you have to go through an administrative process because they're sovereign immune. Man, that's the stretch of the sovereign immunity that I that is just unbelievable to me. And I don't think the tech, good Texas Supreme Court's going to rule in their favor because they're for the people of Texas at the end of the day. I, I, I just got to believe it in my heart. Anyway, we'll come back. We're taking a break, and we'll go from there. Thanks, Carl. Hi, everybody. This is Brian Kilmeade. Keep listening to KSEV, the voice of Texas. Hurry up to the Magic Mac birthday sale gallery furniture up until 10 p.m. tonight with giant selection, giant savings store-wide. How about save $1,000 on this beautiful leather, power-reclining sofa, power-reclining loveseat, and recliner. Save $500 on Tempur-Pedic adjustable sleep sets. Store-wide savings, Magic Mac birthday sale up until 10 p.m. tonight. Best of all, buy your furniture today. Gallery furniture delivers free, free, free tonight. We'll haul off your old furniture to replacing Absolutely free. Buy your furniture today. Free delivery night. Match with Mac birthday sales. Saves money. If you're looking to sell or buy a home and in need of the best realtors out there, look no further than the Matthews team at REMAX Legends. Ronnie and Kathy Matthews have instilled in each and every team member their hard work and honest values, and believe me, it's paid off. This incredible team's agents has an average tenure of over 10 years, so it's clear that the Matthews team truly knows the Houston area market and what it takes to get a home sold quickly. They're employee-owned. They care about their clients, and they always go the extra mile to ensure that each sale and purchase is seamless and smooth. The Matthews team are the number one REMAX team in Texas and have been for over 20 years. Call the Matthews team at 281-440-7900 or see for yourself and go online at ronnieandkathy.com. They sell over 900 homes a year and they know every inch of the buying and selling market in the greater Houston area. Call the Matthews team. I chose them as my realtor and you should too. The Matthews team and REMAX Legends, your realtor for life. 281-440-7900. That's 281-440-7900. COVID-19 can hit and hurt everywhere and everyone, but children living in the world's poorest places face the greatest risks of all. For more than 80 years, Child Fund has been working across Africa, Asia, and the Americas, helping millions of vulnerable children. And now we're working even harder to see that families have what they need to keep their kids from going hungry and to meet other needs. Also, children can grow up healthy, educated, and safe. As we socially distance, COVID-19 pushes us apart. But as we help children around the world, we pull together. In the biggest emergency response in our 80-year history, Child Fund is working to make sure that children not only survive this pandemic, but thrive beyond it. Learn more at childfund.org. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. 
quiz box. Mama's got a squeeze box she wears on her chest. But when daddy comes home, he never gets no rest. Cause she's playing all night. Yeah, Francis. And the music's all right. Mama's got a squeeze box and it never sleeps at night. Okay, okay, Steve. Enough music. We're gonna we're gonna be t doing some more things tonight. I'm gonna talk about this power stuff, but let's take uh, Tracy from Kansas City on uh, line one. Oh, Frank, you are my hero. Why? You know what, that what happened? Houston has saved America from the Green New Deal because it just woke us all up about that. And then well, Governor Abbott. Saving us from eternal mask wearing. You guys are leaders. <laughs> well, we can be. Sometimes we screw it up. When we, I mean, we, we, well, we put a lot of folks not from Texas in charge of the power grid. That didn't work out so well. But now they're gone. They're gone for sure. They, I think they were ridden out of town and they're not coming back. I can tell you that. I guarantee you we're going to have a lot of Aggies and a, a lot of UT uh, professionals that will be sitting on any kind of public thing in the future. We really don't need folks from other parts of the country like regulating our power grid because uh, they didn't do a good job. <laughs> and it's always something every week, you know, you got that bill number 19 and yep. then, you know, the Como thing, you know, it's all distraction and oh, keeping the, us locked down. Those are all shiny little lures in the water so we don't focus on what they're really doing to us, like House Bill 1 that just came out of the uh, Congress in the United States where they're trying to basically regulate nationally our voting, our voting mechanisms. And I'm going to talk a little That's later in the show. anti-Constitution. Yes, it is absolutely a violation of the Constitution because that power was not granted to the government, of, uh, the federal government, but therefore it was, and, and it's specifically reserved to the states with regard to the regulation of elections and the, uh, the appointment of electors. And so uh, this is like outrageous. There are other things in that bill, Tracy. There are other things in that bill that, that talk about uh, actually, if if the, if a candidate raises money like uh, Ocasio Cortez, is that her name? Cortez. Yes. Yeah. Ocasio Cortez. I was thinking of the guy who came and uh, like was an explorer in uh, Florida. You know, I was thinking, you know, I, but but that, that was a while back. You know, but but I studied all the explorers. Maybe I wasn't supposed to study them, like Vasco da Gama and all those fellas. And so, and so, and Amerigo Vespucci. Ponce de Leon. <laughs> Ponce de Leon. Did you, know. you get in, tr were you a smart aleck in class? Uh, yeah, I got really bad grades in conduct, but I did well on my tests. <laughs> That's what counts. That's what counts. So, Frank, are you going to get a new cap about, you know, is this now the Neanderthal Club? Uh, well, we could get some made. I'm going to think about that, but I, I don't really need a cap to uh, identify me as a Neanderthal. <laughs> I just have to open my mouth for about 10 minutes, maybe 10, ten seconds. seconds. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, Dukes is cer certainly should sponsor the Neanderthal Club. We're a bunch of meat eaters. That's right, for sure. Well, thanks, Tracy. i got to move on to a subject here and keep on listening. Thank you. Always good talking to you. This is what I want to talk about. And now listen to this. I'm going to talk to you about Mumbai. Hmm. Mumbai. Now that 
that used to be known as Bombay. And I'm not talking about the gin. I'm talking about the city of Bombay in India. It's now been for a number of years known as Mumbai. And why am I talking to you about Mumbai? Because as you know, uh, India and China are fighting all the time. They've been fighting for years. Uh, and in terms of population, India is probably a good match with China in terms of they all have billions. Both countries have billions. And Indians are fierce fighters. And they are fiercely uh, loyal to their country. And so they've had a lot of problems with the Chinese on their border. But I'm not going to bore you with their border. What I want to talk to you about is Mumbai had an electrical blackout. It's one of the biggest cities in the world, Francis. Did you know that? I did. And uh, they had a blackout, and you know what it was caused by? It's called gray warfare. The Chinese got into their electrical grid and tinkered around with it, and the power went out. Mm. And the power went out and caused all, and, and it's a, I've been to Mumbai, and it's a crazy place, and I mean, there's so many people, and it's so, it's overwhelming. It's just overwhelming, because there are so many people, and there's people on the streets, and I mean, it's, it's all kinds of things. It's, it's, and with, with the power out in a place like that, with, with very, you know, they have a lot of problems with, in terms of the population, very poor areas, uh, uh, me medical facilities are not uh, prolific enough. I can't even imagine what the death and destruction was as a result of the Chinese gray war area warfare. Now I gotta let's switch subjects. Coming back to the U.S. here. Right before our power out outage, Biden entered an order which took the security measures off of China in terms of being involved in any respects with our power grids. Now, I'm not, I don't know, but, and I'm not just trying to make up some kind of conspiracy theory, but I find it very strange that all of a sudden a number of our, our facilities, I mean, of course they had an excuse, right? There was a, there was a, there was a storm and yes, there were problems natural with the storm and all the rest, but I don't know, uh, why would Biden do that? Well, I guess we know why. I mean, he also issued an executive order, stopped the uh, special uh, investigations and deportations of sex offenders that are in the country. I don't know why you would do that. We have enough of them naturally. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to keep the ones that belong in other countries. <laughs> but he then passes this. This. I mean, we then have these blackouts. I, I don't understand it. Who's protecting America anymore? And I was asked this question this week. A person told me that they were traveling down in Mexico and they, they said they're on a, they were American. They needed to get away from the COVID thing. They went down to, what, not Cancun, but a very nice resort. It's a town, very, very well known, Tulum. And they were just feeling like, their American passport didn't have much currency, so to speak. And so I told him, I said, yeah, well, it's not America anymore. American citizens don't come first, they come second. 
And so the, it's no longer held in high esteem because you don't even need a passport in some respects to get into the country. And what's really bizarre to me is that as an American citizen to get back into the country from Mexico, you have to take a COVID test. But as an illegal alien, you don't have to take any tests. You just walk in, you get a hotel room, and then they tell you, you know, go ahead. You know, we're going to take care of you for Make a while. Make yourself at home. We're going to get some health care and all the rest. Maybe we can get a job. If we can't get, you can't get a job, then you can take somebody else's job. Here's a stimulus then, check. You know, you can just charge less, and the market will pay for you because you're the lowest bidder. And so, I mean, I mean, this is absurd. Where's the leadership in this country? Where is it? The leadership is gone. Like I played in the song over the last two weeks, there's no England anymore. There's no America anymore except in our hearts. <coughs> Francis, what do you think? <coughs> well, I was just if I get a drink. But the uh, I, I'm just trying to, has, has Biden issued an executive order yet that helped the American people? <laughs> Not that I know of. Uh, and has, has he done anything? I mean, all these things that, you know, B- massive border migration, letting <coughs> sex offenders stay in ch- in in the states, backing off of China on this or that. How's that help anybody? It doesn't help anybody. What it what, what we've done? We're going to a break. Facebook. United we stand. AM seven hundred KSEV, the voice of Texas. You're driving down the road and suddenly your check engine light comes on. Your mind immediately begins to race. Is this serious? What does this mean? Am I about to break down? Who can I trust to repair this properly without being taken advantage of? Hi, this is Rona from Skeeter's Auto Service, home of the Texas Car Doctor Radio Show, where old-fashioned, unparalleled customer service meets the latest in technology. We're not going to overcharge you or sell you what you don't need. We're not going to keep your car for days on end, and we will always try to give you options that fit your budget. My dad always taught us, do the right thing for the right reasons, work hard, and success will always follow. We pride ourselves in doing just that each and every day at Skeeter's Auto Service. Check us out at SkeetersAuto.com, like us on Facebook, or give us a call at 281-469-1152. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel you attract people who tend to be compulsive or abusive? Do you have money problems because of someone else's drinking? Are you afraid or embarrassed to bring your friends home? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking. If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. More than half of all adults have a family history of alcoholism. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org help. 
KSEV and its advertisers want to thank you, the listeners, for all your continued support. Without you supporting our advertisers, there would not be a Voice of Texas. We stand behind our clients, and if you're looking to boost and grow your business, join the great team at KSEV and its loyal audience by calling a member of our sales staff at 281-588-4800. That's 281-588-4800. KSEV, loyal listeners and dependable advertisers are the Voice of Texas. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Dan, welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, it's great to be with you, Brian, and we're honored to have you on KSEV AM 700 in Houston. Governor, so many people sit outside border states and want to tell us what you think. The polls show Texas is about 50-50 on building a wall. Uh, where do you stand? I'm all in because I know the fact, and I know it's not a manufactured crisis. It's a manufactured cover-up by Pelosi and the Democrats. The Brian Kilmeade Radio Show, every weekday morning from 9 to 11 on AM 700 KSEV. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Together with the band. Okay, Steve, thanks. Let's talk to uh, Francis. What do you have to say about any of these subjects we've been talking about? Then we'll move to something else. Oh, uh, you know, Frank, talking about, you know, this COVID, and, and it, it just is amazing to me how our politicians are weaponizing everything. You know, what should be tools have become weapons. They've weaponized the courts. They've weaponized the voting booths. They've weaponized, they've destroyed the three branches of government. They've weaponized the ex, you know executive branch. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. And, and, and the troubling thing is, is that these people are in place to help the people. They're not in place to persecute the people. And it just goes on and on and on. Every time we turn around, it's like we're going to pass one more executive order that makes your life harder. Well, this is the thing, Francis. You know, you look at Washington, D.C., and I, I mean, I never really was a member of the Washington, D.C. club, so to speak. But I'll tell you that, that, that I was up there a lot. I've walked the halls of the Congress. I've met because I had to speak at some things, and you know, various, uh, various kinds of hearings on behalf of people, on behalf of a company, on behalf of different kinds of things. But it was a, uh, you know, it was, a, almost a, it was almost like a sacred experience uh, to be able to do that. And now... It's surrounded by fences and National Guard troops. And what are they doing? They're, these, these, the, it, it is so disgusting to me. They, they're basically making us look... I don't think they have these kinds of fences around in the Kremlin. I don't think they have these fences around in many countries around the world. They're walling themselves in to protect themselves from the people who own them, who own the power. This is a government of the people, not government of the elite, not government of the posers, not government of, you know, in, in the interest, you get voted into office and therefore you detach from the people and you're governed on your own self-interest. And in order to protect that, you put a walls around yourselves. 
It is so disgusting. The imagery for the country, and even more than that, the absolute offense to the basic principle principles of this country is is biblical, and I don't I don't see how it can stand. They they, they want to know why they have people that don't like the government. Take a look in the mirror of what kind of government you create here. It reminds me of what Al Pacino said in Send of a Woman. You're running a rat ship here. And that's exactly what they're doing. If I were younger, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. I don't mean that literally. Don't send Homeland Security down uh, here. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I don't mean it literally. But I'm just saying, what are they doing? Anyway, let's talk about something which kind of says what they want to do. And this really offended me. You know, this week it came out about the Olympics, okay? People were talking about, should we boycott the Olympics? Well, you know, it breaks my heart to think about boycotting the Olympics because these athletes work so hard. But, you know, by doing it in China and letting them put on a spectacle about how efficient they are just disgusts me as well because it's efficiency at the expense of humanity, at the expense of individuality, at the, expen- at the expense of morality, at the expense of spirituality. It's the, everything dehumanizing. And I'll give an example of that. And I've said this the other day, and I get you know some kind of blowback on it, but I don't, I'm going to say it anyway. Like, like it would stop me. China makes COVID-19 anal swabs now mandatory for all foreigners hmm. so all foreigners they just did it to some of our diplomats before but now they're all foreigners so the chinese government protests not the chinese government sorry the japanese government there's never been recent good relations between the japanese and the chinese since world war ii for all kinds of reasons but i need to tell you what he says the chinese foreign ministry and you can't make this stuff up Spokesman Wang Wenbin, however, defended the screenings as science-based. Bend over and grab your ankles, it's science-based. And then it says, the tests are in accordance with changes in the epidemic situation, as well as relevant laws and regulations, he said. And that's the point. This is the world we want to live in, where the government does this and basically does it. Why does it have to be done to foreigners? The damn virus started in Wuhan. Are they swabbing everybody these days? And why would they do that? They can't do a regular kind of test like we get, and they have to dehumanize everybody. Oh, that's it. Francis, it's more of that dehumanization. Mm. We 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 got a pattern. We got a pattern of dehumanization and humiliation. Let's take Dina on line one. Hey, Dina, how are you? Just great. How are you, sir? I'm fine. And you don't call me sir. It makes me feel old, but you can if that's your if you like to be that courteous. <laughs> okay. Now I, I want to uh, talk about something a little off the subject. Sure, any I subject. Was speaking, the husband was speaking about opening up the schools and the teachers not being in the front line. Of taking the vaccines. Yep. Okay. My thing is, if I'm going to teach your kid in the classroom, yep. Then I want to be protected. Yes, I understand. I don't know where your kid been. I don't know who he associated with. So my point is that I need to be vaccinated 
because I wouldn't want your kids to affect me. Okay, Dina, so it, 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 it I talk about that. Are you, are you a teacher in Pearland? Yes. Pearland? Yes. Uh, I happen to agree with you that te- teachers should get the vaccinations. We got them coming all over the place. They should be part of essential workers, and they should get the vaccinations along with all the other folks that are doing the work that 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 exposes them to to people exactly. every day. And I don't have a problem exactly. with that. And I know this is a conservative channel, but I don't think that's anti-conservative. And I'm not I'm not really a conservative. I'm just a freedom loving American. Okay. And so mm-hmm. and so what I'm telling you, Dina, I happen to agree with you on that. I don't have any problem if the reason teachers are staying out of the classrooms is because of that fear, then I have no problem with it. I think that, you know, sometimes in some other places and I your heart's in the right place, Dina. I can tell by by what you just said and 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 the way you said it. But in some other parts of the country they're using it in order to uh, you know, advance a, another kind of agenda, uh, like mm-hmm. uh, like like you know, just things that are more political, social, you know, things like I that. Understand. And and mm-hmm. and I don't think they should do that. I think they should just say the teachers are uh, essential workers. They get the vaccine. Exactly. They come back to the cl- they come back to the school. You get your shot. And I think that you should have it, and I advocate for that, and I'm all I'm behind you all the way on that. Thank you, Dina, for well, calling. Well, thank in. you so much. I appreciate. No, that. I appreciate your call, and thanks for listening to us. Okay, this is what I want to talk about now. Frankly, talking. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it, Frank. Right, and then we're gonna uh, Georgia. This is what I was. We were talking about some of the other shows, Francis. We were talking about people were asking, "What can I do?" What can we do? This was, again, out of the King song that we had been played the last two shows. And I said it had to be statewide. And if you listen to Trump last weekend at the uh, CPAC, he basically uh, said that. But we were saying it before that. I really think these guys, like, copy me and they don't give me the credit for it. That's kind of Biden-esque. But 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 but, but uh, you got to have it start organically. I mean, this you know, violence isn't going to work in the country. I mean, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that talk about violence. They want to do violence. They want to like have a revolution. And I believe there should be a revolution, but it should be a peaceful revolution. I mean, Gandhi freed himself from the from the British by peaceful means we can do that in this country we we we, we can have a counter-revolution to what we feel is the oppression of of these uh, rules and totalitarian dictates and the destruction of our energy business and all the rest we can do it we can do it peacefully we just need to have the will to want to do it but what George, what georgia did they passed if this would have been done before the last election we wouldn't have had a lot of the grief that we went through there they passed their house passed an omnibus election reform bill. And, geez, they had, like, uh, really novel ideas, Francis. They had really novel ideas, Voter ideas. that we never heard before, <laughs> like like absentee ballots that they could have, but that you had to have, like, IDs to be able to know who was doing it as opposed Verifying to— Verifying signatures. Uh, yeah, other requirements to help reduce the runoff period to four weeks instead of, like, longer than that, where you can just go stuffing ballot boxes. 
The the bill only authorizes relatives or persons signing in as helping a voter who is illiterate or physically disabled, but they have to apply for another uh, of an absentee application. Election officials must also not send out absentee ballots until four weeks prior to the election. Uh, Drop boxes would be allowed under the new bill, but subject to number of restrictions. They would be limited number of drop boxes, where every county would have at least one drop box, but no more than one per 100,000 active voters for each for early voting. Any given drop box must be located at an office of the Board of Registrars or absentee ballot clerk or indoors at an early voting site. The drop boxes are only open when those sites are open, so you can't do stuff in the middle of the night. And be under constant surveillance. Gee, what a novel idea. You're under constant surveillance for a drop box where you're exercising probably one of the most sacred rights we have in this country, which is to vote. And these ideas are common sense. What was not common sense was the chaos that we just went through, which has resulted in all the chaos that we're living right now. Which is which is resulting in all the 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 absolute lack of leadership that's happening right now, which is the resulting in the destruction of the country we're living in right now, which is this, of our power, of our energy system, of our military superiority, of everything you can think of. Our borders, our trade, our advantage in the world, our leadership. That's what I laugh about. Everybody, oh, we're glad that Joe got elected because he has leadership. <laughs> I'm like going, oh, I don't know where we, where we're being led. Then <laughs> I'm not sure he knows where we're. Who's he's following? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Who, who's following? So anyway, we're going to a break, and then we'll come back. Start your mornings with the Chris Salcedo Show, 7 to 9 a.m. on AM 700 KSEV. Dan Patrick for my friend Louis Flory and Ability Tree Experts. Spring is here and summer just around the corner, which means it's time to deep root fertilize your trees in addition to spraying for insects and disease. Let Ability Trees help maintain their value and repair all damage fed and pruned tree will be less susceptible to wind damage and uprooting. Caring for the beautiful and valuable trees on your property that you can replace should be done by experts. And the experts I use, it's very clear, it's Ability Tree Experts and Lewis Flory. My friend, for over 30 years, gosh, this guy is the pro when it comes to taking care of trees. You know, pruning is important for the health of your trees. And pruning limits resistance to spring storms and allows the sun and fresh air into the canopy. Trees can be in distress several months without showing any signs. So don't don't wait to protect your investment at 281-441-4179, 281-441-4179, or visit their website at abilitytrees.com. Right now, Ability Trees is giving a deep root feeding with every tree pruned. Ability Trees, Houston's leading tree care professional. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. 
Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Your smartphone is now your radio. All you need is a KSEV app. And with one click, you're listening to KSEV. Anytime, anywhere. No static, no boundaries. Go to the Android Marketplace or the iPhone App Store. Search KSEV. Select the KSEV app. It's free and it only takes a couple of minutes. Listen to KSEV. It's easy with the KSEV app. More details at ksevradio.com. Connect with the Chris Salcedo Show. Get that do- Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that dollar from? I'm sorry. What did you say, sir? I'm sorry. What did you say, sir? I'm sorry. I can't hear what you said. Start your mornings with the Chris Salcedo Show, 7 to 9 a.m. on AM 700 KSEV. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Yeah, this is our song, Francis. But in the you can always find you gotta settle up your bones, you gotta draw a hard line. Sing a victory tune and we'll all be back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces and whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Well, this is what I want to talk about now. We always get back. You know, when I was here with the buzzard, we were always talking about Texas A&M. Right. And uh, now I want to talk about, because Francis over here, he went to uh, went to University of Texas. Yeah, the other one. The other one. But guess what? They, don't want to, they didn't want to be singing the school song. The eyes of Texas are upon you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and they didn't want to be singing that. But I got to say this. The alumni stood up and said, you ain't going to sing the song, you ain't going to get the money. (laughs) (laughs) No music, no money. University of Texas alumni threatened to no longer donate amid controversy surrounding the school song email show. Now, what in the hell is wrong with the eyes of Texas are upon you? I mean, uh, they're not black eyes, they're not white eyes, they're not yellow eyes, they're just eyes. And they're all Texans, and it's upon you is like kind of goes with the with the school and basically belief in the state and, geez, but I get. What do you think about that, well, Mister UT I, you know, man? I, I, everybody interprets it different, but the eyes of Texas, Texas for me represents freedom. I always say Texas is the last bastion of freedom in the world. Well, I think some people would agree with you. And so when the eyes of freedom are upon you, I, I think that that's a, a good thing. I think that that you know it. It's nice to have a, a not the big brother, 
but a big brother that believes in you, that wants to stand by its people and wants to support its people. I never had an issue with the eyes of Texas upon me. In fact, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I, 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 be honest with you, I think it's a great song for the sports and for the school. I mean, personally, I don't want any eyes on me, but if there're going to be any eyes, it's Texas, Texas eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that leads us to the next subject, okay? I'm kind of a weirdo. If you haven't figured that out yet. But I but 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 right, wait, might be careful now. The eyes of Texas are on you. <laughs> yeah. Well there's a lot of eyes on me. As long as the eyes of the Lord are, are on me, I'm okay. You're good. Okay. You're good. <laughs> I feel that. But let me just say this. Amen to that. Let me say this. Can you believe this? I mean and I immediately got on my phone, I violated, you know, probably one of my own rules, but I I I jumped on and got on Amazon and ordered the full collection of every Dr. Seuss book I could get my hands on. <laughs> That's a collector's I, item now. Well, it might have been. I, I didn't do it for that selfish reason that I, I could make money on Dr. No, Seuss. No, I didn't say it that way. I just go ahead and get you No, yourself. I'm joking. <laughs> no, well, I thought about that, actually. But, but, <laughs> but I, I will tell you that I bought the books because I found it so ridiculously outrageous. But here's the, here's the funny thing. I bought it. I paid for it. They told me it was being delivered, and then I get an email from Big Brother saying, we may not be able to fulfill this delivery because you're, you know, you're violating, you're ordering a book which has been deemed to be not publishable anymore after 100 years by the, by the author's relatives or trust or whoever the hell, publisher. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's mean. We should, no, no, no. This is America. What are we doing? Amazon is now Amazon is now regulating what books we're going. They become the biggest bookseller, and now they're regulating what books we're going to read. When are they going to tell us we can't read the Bible anymore? When are they going to tell us? You know, you used to be able to read anything. You could read. You could order. I bet. I bet you can go Tom on Sawyer. I bet you can go on Amazon right now and order Mein Kampf. I bet you could. Okay, maybe. Or you could order the, uh, the the Chinese, I bet you can order the Chinese Mao Little Red Book. Uh, you know, Mao's Little Red Book, I bet they got it even in a deluxe edition. What do you think about that, Francis? I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, we, I, I like the cat in the hat. I'm not, I'm not too too fond of the Little Red Book. I, I like green eggs and ham, whatever the heck. <laughs> you know, I got all, I, you're not fond of the Little Red Book. I'm sure you're not. You don't like those tests they do. Anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I want to fail that test. What I'm telling you, I'm not taking it. And then they put you in. They put you in there with the Uyghurs. Yeah, well. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, this is ridiculous. What kind of country do we have that we 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 can't buy any kind of book you want? I mean, it was the liberals who were running around when I was in law school. Okay, I went to, I went to Emory University when I was in law school. They bought the most Crass publisher of smut, Larry Flint, to speak to the law school because of freedom of speech. And remember, he got shot down there in, I think it was Gwinnett County, uh, County, Georgia. And he got shot because, you know, there were people who didn't believe in his view of freedom of speech. But the law school brought him there, and these were all progressives and you know many progressives it was a law school okay many of the people there were from new york and other places and they were about freedom of speech 
Now the progressives are in anti-freedom of speech. You can't do it. Well, what, what are you talking about? You can, talk, you can have freedom of speech for smut, but you can't have freedom of speech to look at Dr. Seuss? I mean, or read Dr. Seuss? Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to regulate speech. If you don't want to look at Dr. Seuss or read Dr. Seuss, don't buy it, don't read it, don't read it to your kids. I read Malcolm X, okay? What if, what if it came out and said, you can no longer read Malcolm X because he's a black nationalist? Or Farrakhan. You can no longer read Farrakhan because he's a black nationalist. I would think that's outrageous. If you want to read Louis Farrakhan, you're in the United States of America, you can read it. You want to read Malcolm X, which, by the way, is probably good reading if you're a political scientist or you like politics. It's kind of a fundamental book to read. You don't have to agree with it, but it's good to read. The point is, it gave me a respect for what Malcolm X was saying. It gave me an understanding. We got one minute left. This is America. We got freedom of speech. We got freedom of movement. We got freedom to be who we are. We have individuality. We have freedom to make a living. What, what do you have to what, say about what, that? Where are the four or five people that are offended by Dr. Seuss? I, I mean, uh, who who are they trying to help? I never heard anybody say Dr. Seuss. Is I don't know. Some little freaks sit around <laughs> in an apartment somewhere, and, and, and they decide that Dr. Seuss is on the hit list, okay? <laughs> So I mean, what four, the hell's the coming next? People. They're going to knock off Mickey and Donald before it's all over, or they're going to give them a transgender operation. I won't know who's Mickey and who's Donald. I don't know what the heck's going to go on. They'll attack Snow White. They're going to, at Disney World, they're doing away with the Dr. Seuss uh, uh, exhibit. Oh, okay. Or they're changing it. They did away with the Pirates of the Caribbean. They took away uh, Captain Hook. He can't have a hook anymore, even though he's Captain Hook. I mean, <laughs> Well, that'll make it better. Anyway, Facebook, I'm sorry I've been all over the place, but I've been fighting the battles in the courts, and so I'm kind of, I'm kind of cranked up. I'm kind of cranked up. See you next Friday.